This podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only and should not be considered professional advice. Should you need any medical, psychological, or psychiatric advice, please consult a professional in your area. Thank you. Welcome back to A Piece of Yourself. Super excited as going to be having a conversation today with a good friend. I'll just leave it at that. I do have some questions in mind, but for the main part, it'll just be talking about uh, current events around us and trying to remember um, to be as mindful as possible, even though I'm sure we might get heated while talking, but we'll... we'll, uh, I I often have to remind myself to be mindful, you know, to myself. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, don't do that. That fucking guy. Oh wait, I have to do that for myself. So that's what I'm. That that's all I'm saying. Very good to see you, friend. Good to see you, friend. Awesome, awesome. So yeah, um, you were just telling me about some craziness of life going on uh, at your household. Nothing. Nothing bad, just uh, intense busyness. And then you were briefly just talking about, oh, hold on one second. So, yeah, you were just talking about, uh, well, you were just touching base on some people around that you know are going through a, a bit of a, difficult time of separation which uh, boy does that ever bring up a lot of reminders even in my own life you know having parents that are separated and knowing a lot of people uh, who have gone through that in their life and just how we'll never really get the full the full understanding of what happens and I think that's because a lot of us don't uh, well something that I've really learned lately is learning to be honest with myself like within myself uh, so many at least for me I've noticed in myself and in some family and friends sometimes we don't uh, admit to anything that we've done wrong or at least we don't admit to the full scope of uh... so my example is when something happens at least through the past in my life I react right so every action has a reaction so I react to something and then somebody hurts me I react and I hurt them when they tell me I hurt them my response is yes I'm I did say that but I only said that because you said this and I've just learned that I've never really healed myself properly when I'm always that's always my answer well, yeah, but I only acted that way because you said that. And as right as that might be, it still didn't warrant me stooping to the same level, I guess. Yeah. What you're saying is <clears throat> I reacted that way because of a flaw in myself, not because of what you said, right? Like that's, that's right. That's what you're saying. You're like, oh, I said that because you triggered that in me. Not Exposing a weakness. Because, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's quite a hard thing, you know. Yeah. I... <laughs> Ah, some of the podcasts I've made lately, um, I, I started getting this idea that, man, I, I'm going to try to 
like I'm, it's not that I'm trying to be negative. I'm just trying to, because I've really realized, man, if until I can see what I'm doing and admit to myself, because if I can't admit it to myself, I can't admit it to others. I'm never gonna get better. Yeah. And, and the, other, the other thing for you too, like <clears throat> with this goal of what you want to do, it's easy to say I don't care what other people say. It's easy to say. I'm not influenced by what other people say. <clears throat> but, like, specifically, like, the incident the other day at work with the, the propane tank. Mm-hmm. When you're portraying yourself as someone that wants to be a mindfulness coach or, uh, you know, like a, a zen dude, and yet you're perceived as someone that flies off the handle, it's difficult for them to take you seriously mm-hmm. as, as, like, what you're trying to be. You might be the best one in the world at it. It's like uh, the old fat fitness trainer thing like right. you're gonna take advice from a fat guy he might be the most knowledgeable guy in the world mm-hmm. but you know people judge people make assumptions based on appearances it just happens you know so that that's something that i that i would say like you told me to have like a question for you that would not sound so much a question but like do you feel like you need to make improvements not improvements but growth there in absolutely order, in order for your the not the business side but what you want to do to grow well a big part of this for me has been you know learning about information has been and i haven't stopped and it's been very helpful but i've i reached a point in my life probably maybe a year ago and nothing happens in a day i mean obviously it's up to the individual how quickly they progress but I learned a lot of things and now I'm, I know because I've been faced with it, applying them all to me. Because yeah. if I can't do it for myself, I can't really rightly teach. Yeah. I mean, I can teach and the teaching can help me, but if it never helps me, then I'm never really learning. Mm-hmm. And flying off the handles is not a regular thing, no. but it still happens yeah. and the goal is for it never to happen. And I was so aware, you know, well, funny enough, it wasn't until you were like, relax. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I, I suppose I am kind of... Something I've noticed is, and maybe it's just me, but I felt like if I had a certain reaction 10 times a day maybe... And I can, I'm trying to have zero, but maybe I had two that day instead of 10. I've noticed that it's almost like that thing within me and maybe within everybody spent five in the one that I gave. Oh, yeah. Because it was like, come on! Like, it's just, it's not like it's, it it comes out even with a pop now because... I'm trying, like I'm not seeing it. So this is going to, what I'm going to talk about now is going to lead into kind of mainly what I want to talk about with you, at least to some point. And, you know, it it reflects laziness and and different things like that. But this morning, as I was reading, selfishness is the root of every vice. meaning when I get angry it's because it's happening to me right it was yeah why my tank yeah because if it was your tank it wouldn't really bother me yeah you'd be like my tank (laughs) I'd be like relax bud yeah yeah and so gluttony because me I want to I want to do that and gluttony 
the word is terrible, but really it just means an excess of at least indulging in food. Um, yeah, and and yeah, like like ah, oh, you know, I'm just trying to because I think I've always oh, I've always worked out in, in, in terms of trying to be uh, in, in in better shape. I don't think I ever did it for myself. Yeah, Even when I was alone, I think I was doing it so that other people would look at me differently. 100%. And it's very difficult. At least I've found an intense difficulty in finding reasons to do it for myself. So part of my question is not necessarily like, I just want to know what do you tell yourself when you just go your about your day-to-day life, like what are the things that you tell yourself? Because each individual is different. What drives me? I, I suppose that could be a part of it, but when there's days where you're like, I don't really want to do that. Oh, I just don't do it. Well, yeah, but like I like you. Okay, are you saying what do I do in the days when I don't want to do it, but I do it anyway? There, okay, okay, there you go. So if you're talking specifically about physical fitness or physical training. <clears throat> Uh, in my head I always have the same mantra I never regret going mm-hmm. so I that's just how I get there I, I like I just go because I know I'm not going to regret going I'm always better for having gone like if you're talking about jujitsu or whatever mm-hmm. uh, I'm not really a big workout guy I've been doing it with my daughter the last couple months and I did it like 12 years ago and then in high school that's the only time I've ever worked out mm-hmm. like with weights and I hate it but I always feel better after Mm-hmm. So, um, but I also give myself permission to not do shit. Like I'll be like, I'm not fucking doing anything today, and that's what I've done this week. Like I've done a few things around the house, but I've just read, done social media. So on days where you don't do nothing, like you're telling me you don't do nothing, well, nothing physical. Yeah. Because I mean, days like that for sure. I have days like that. You're you've got a good cardio like I feel like your body's probably running at a certain pace yeah. in which many people maybe it's not running and they want to get it to that pace maybe. yeah there's some genetics there for sure because I think something that's helped me recently is just the idea of trying to embody the fact that why do I have to do it for me like that's kind of a, a little bit vain and I'm only speaking for myself yeah. I'm trying to just understand that I mean if I really love myself, I don't need to eat all that food. Like I don't need to do that if I just focus on for what nourishment is and that all it is is to keep me alive, then I only need so much of it and I only need it so many times a day and that's it. Because yeah. I, I think maybe in my own experience and I've known others, because I've, I've, I've struggled with weight gain. I mean, I was bullied as a kid. I know I turned to food at one point. And so sometimes, you know, if I'm like, I'm not going to even eat a bowl of chips, I've found myself like literally halfway down the bag and been like, oh shit, I said I wasn't going to do that today. Like it just happened. And so, so you're, you're, you're also drifting into addiction. And yeah. I think that you told me before that you feel like you have a food addiction. My wife is the same way. So when you're talking about that, I think you need to treat it as an addiction like research addiction and addiction behavior addictive behaviors Mm -hmm. you're definitely self-medicating we all do it with different things some people do it with harmful shit some people Mm -hmm. do it with food 
but you have to look at it like an addiction and that's the only thing that's really helped my wife kind of come to terms with and there's days where you eat the whole fucking bag of chips yeah and that's okay but don't do it every day yeah oh i'm definitely understanding you can't hate yourself that's no. going to lead to more eating yeah or or more anything i mean it could be drinking it could be drugs yeah. it could be all kinds of different here's things the thing too sometimes you enjoy eating a whole bag of chips pretty rarely but you know, there's the odd time, I'm using that as a metaphor. Sometimes you enjoy drinking eight or ten beers. You don't always enjoy it the next day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you enjoy exercising to the point where you're really fucking sore the next day. Some days are like that, you know, like some days are are excessive. Some days are not. You know, it's the balance. I've always tried to find a balance in everything, you know, up and down. And try and keep it, if you look at it as a graph where the, the, the thing's going up and down, try and stay in the middle, you know. So, we've touched a little bit on addiction, which thank you for bringing that up. Um, I guess I'm going to go back because I still don't feel satisfied. I want... So, yeah, okay, maybe I'm addicted to something, right? And I'm just speaking like I make that connection and I accept that. I mean, just on a personal note, like, what do you, what's your reason for just going, you know, every day, like, okay. it's different. in a very basic, like, the, 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 there has to be reoccurring things that always yeah, pop in there that kind of help you. A few reasons. Like I said, I never feel bad afterwards. Uh, I've been doing it, like, specifically martial arts since I was 12, 13. Uh, with a few breaks in between. It's what I do. Like, to me, it's just, like, something that I do every day. Like, some people go to the gym. Some people run. Some people, like, fucking go bowling or play tennis. This is what I do. So if I go a week without doing it, I notice. I'm like, oh, something's not right here, mm. and then I got to go. So there's that. There's there's the, the brotherhood. Like, I just enjoy it. Like, you know what it's like. You've done it. Uh, I get something out of that. Uh, as a father and a husband, I don't get a lot of free time, so that's my free time. I, there's lots of reasons. What's your motivation for living? For living? I don't know. Just I, I anything. I like being alive, man. I love, like, I've, I've lost friends to suicide. I've, mm-hmm. I've known people that have committed suicide. Anthony mm-hmm. Bourdain committing suicide mm-hmm. affected me greatly because mm-hmm. I really looked up to that guy. Mm-hmm. I've never come, never ever. I'm way too curious. But what's going to happen tomorrow? So curiosity, curiosity has been something that's been very 100%, helpful for you. 100%. Just so, wanting to know things, yeah. wanting to understand yeah. as much as you can while you're here, yeah. kind of an idea. 100%. Uh, also, the thought of leaving my kids alone in the world terrifies me. Okay, but if you didn't have kids. If I didn't have kids, yeah. No, it's curiosity. It's like uh, curiosity. You know, growing up in the 70s and 80s, we were promised this future with moon bases and fucking... It would be silver jumpsuits and like you know the future was supposed to be awesome it's i mean not, hey i am pretty awesome. happy that judgment day and terminated didn't happen because <laughs> that yeah. already would have happened by now yeah i think it was but 2018 like, or something arguing about stupid shit like abortion and, and uh you know you know just like really dudes like we have all this technology and we're arguing about where where people should go to the bathroom I'd like to share something just on that point while we're on it. I read something in one of my these books that I had found a little while ago. And it's an old book, but it, it basically talks about materialism 
and how materialism is in essence a very selfish thing because we only care about what we have and they were saying that and this is then they were saying that if we that if we were to delve completely in materialism and away from like stop caring about yourself and try to help everybody kind of a thing we would live in a world run by machines because machines and i'm just saying that this is what was in this book that machine like take video games for instance which i'm not saying that they're not awesome i'm simply saying that the games of today encourage you to be by yourself because online games you have to i can't play half the games in the same room as my brother but i can play everything while he's over in his house and i'm over in my house which implies not being together oh, it's a different kind of connection cuz even if you were to tap into technology you would just be sitting in a dome by yourself talking to everybody but you wouldn't be actually talking to them for real yeah. and it just made me think like yeah, oh it's crap it's a different different type of connection it's a different type of communication and that's where we are today uh, people, I've seen, I, you've probably seen this image from like the 1920s. It's a bunch of people on a train, and they all have newspapers instead of phones. So they were still doing the same, yeah, thing. Doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, the the idea that you have to be connected with people all the time, I reject that. I'm a loner though, so yeah. like. So am I. I would say that I I think I know where you're going with this, and I do agree that within technology is the ability to be more connected. Yeah. And to do a lot of good, the problem is, as a society, and I mean worldwide, we're not fucking there. We're not there like, oh, okay, I know exactly what to do with that technology. Let's go to work. They're all like, me, me, and they all care about likes. And it's making a lot of people more individual and more greedy, a bit more vanity, a bit more destructive thoughts, which, again, are all centered around selfishness. So, yeah. We're not using the technology properly. No. If you look at the internet, comment sections, all we're doing is, like, driving yourselves apart. It's like, how do you fix that without telling them they're wrong? You have to tell them in some way that what they're doing is incorrect. And then you're going to be faced with a fight. But maybe the, like, you have to. You have to have the argument. Eventually. You can't do it online. I've learned that. Well, no. You cannot do it online. Uh, We have a co-worker that I used to argue with on Facebook because he's very vocal, uh, kind of a dick sometimes. But I, I, so... Like I would uh, engage with him online, and then I'd see him at work. At, you know, his locker's right behind me, and I'd be like, "Hey, man, you want to talk about that thing we were talking about?" No, and he would go off. He was a big, big talker behind a keyboard, right? But not able to communicate in person. Which is the only real form of communication yeah. is in person yeah. because facial expressions can't be hidden. Yeah. Like if you tell somebody something and they look at you like they know you're you're right. Yeah. I, I agree. And also, too, you're more willing to say shit. You're more willing to talk shit behind a computer. Yeah. But the mistake that I made was thinking that I could, through passing information or my life experience, like I've had people tell me that I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about it, about shit, mm-hmm. when I'm like, clearly, I, I've just demonstrated that I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like they're, whether they're political bias or they're whatever bias, they're like, fuck you, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. So I'm just like, why would I waste my time? There's a quote you just reminded of, and it said that bees don't explain to flies (laughs) why honey is better than shit. However, I don't know. I get that, but I still feel like I'm not going to sit 
and explain why it's better. But I suppose at the very least I can say, all right, well, you do you, but I'll just leave this honey here and just that'll be there. Yeah, and if you decide that you want to look at it. No, but I'll just – and then I'll leave it. I won't even think about it. Yeah, if you can do that, that's good. Yeah. But you have to do it with the knowledge that they're not going to look at it. It's not going to – they're not going to ingest that information. It's not going to change their mind. Well, that's, with that's... the acceptance that there's a high probability they won't because we can't with 100% surety no, say that – but the, yeah, you have to accept. Yeah. That's called giving freely. Yeah. So is that a is that a worthwhile expenditure of your time and energy? I suppose – it would be like offering to teach people, for for an example, and if only two people showed up, being okay with it, yeah, and never allowing yourself to get upset in any way if you don't get a hundred people, okay, even though one day you might. Here's another analogy: offering a service and two people show up, or doing like the Christian missionary thing, where you go in and force everyone to do it. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like. Like, to me, Facebook is, has been the ruination of modern society. Uh-huh. I can Facebook agree with that. and all those social media platforms, they've fucking destroyed society. Uh-huh. I still use them for, you know, good, good things. Well, that's because you've got a business, you know. I mean, yeah, but I, mean, I still use it to communicate with yeah, people, but yeah. I only do positive. I never say anything negative uh-huh. anymore. I, well, I shouldn't say that. I say sarcastic shit because that's who I am. Uh-huh. But I do not engage in, in conversation with people about anything at all. Just if I think it's funny or entertaining, I'll post it. Yep. Never, not really anything informative anymore because I know you're not going to reach those people. Mm-hmm. And I thought I could before. I I've had friends and family members like delete me off Facebook, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, whatever. So have I. I suppose I'm just learning that I'll always look at things the way I choose to, and I'm not saying that you're saying not to. Um, and I'll always be there for anybody who's willing to want to know more. For sure. Because it's very easy, because I've almost done that a couple times, where I just want to wipe my hands and say, I tried, the hell with it, you're on your own. But that's going to also poison me if I really accept that, because this whole if you can't beat them, join them thing, I can't. No, I'm not doing that. I can't join them. I can't. I'm just not playing the game anymore. I think I've even tried, and it's like, no, I just can't do it. I just can't be ignorant, which is simply to say I don't know 100%, but I'm acting like I know 1,000%, and I really don't. Mm -hmm. Because even when you try to, even if you can correct a person like that, or most people for that instance, it's, it's, it's truly amazing when you really believe something, and then someone goes, it's not like that. And you go, yeah, it is. Yeah. And then they tell you and they show you that it's actually not. You kind of feel like an idiot. You feel like like it's hard not to get almost defensive. So I can somewhat understand, but I know through our friendship, we've definitely, like, you've definitely helped me to be like, yeah, okay, like, see the bigger picture of things. Mm-hmm. You, you take baby steps. Those individuals out there that take zero steps, I don't think they've ever taken a step. No. And it means like they can, but that it, it just means that almost on a soulful, deeper, more free-thinking level, a 50-year-old could be like two years old in terms of like I have no idea on that field. So even though it's never too late to start, I could be 60, between 60 and 80 
And in terms of really trying to understand things, I could be like so fresh into the game because I spent my whole life never looking at that. You and I know are different types of, like we're the same kind of person in that we are, we like to learn and we're open to information. Mm -hmm. Like we don't have this fucking solid, this is the way it is and it's not going to change. Right. We're both pretty, pretty open-minded. I'll tell you though, and I probably told you this before being shift workers and we're out during the day doing our groceries and shit the worst human beings that I run into are 60 to 7 year old white females hmm. they are the worst fucking human beings right miserable yeah like just like the dudes are good but these mil- and from a certain demographic like not necessarily poor people but like middle upper class white women are the fucking worst it's amazing because it just makes me think of how in that era, there may have been a like. There's always been judgment, but maybe it was a little bit thicker at that time. Maybe. I'm just saying. I'm just speculating. These are the women that are like online defending Donald Trump's right to grab them by the pussy. Like these are the right. zero self-aware, Dunning-Kruger effect level idiots. Because I guess if I was to think about, and I'm not categorizing anybody, but if I was to think about my grandparents who aren't no longer with me, but they were kind of from the area. Era? I'm talking about younger than them. That would be their oh. ch- their children. So, oh, so our yeah, okay, I can see that. Your grandfather's generation, which is the World War II generation, they're also known, I think, as the greatest generation. Awesome people. Right. Fantastic. Not all of them, but Not yes. Not all of them, but as a group, what they accomplished, if you look at social, look at the, the way things are done, a lot of the things that we benefit from healthcare, uh, social assistance, that they did all that. Yep. Our parents are the ones that are actively trying to get rid of that shit and hand it off to corporations, the, the boomers. Right. The yeah. boomers are the ones that are doing it. So, and it's boomers that I just can't... Like, and my parents are actually pretty progressive people, so I'm yep. not talking about everybody. No. But yeah, I just can't stand them. I can't wait for them to be dead. It's interesting, eh? Because it's almost like in their life, they, they didn't have the same struggles. No. Because even if the generation before that wasn't that way, when that war happened, when those things happened, that was a selfless act. Because when you were going to go fight, you had to kind of, in some way, even though when you signed, if, like maybe you signed to go there, you didn't like, because I'm going to go and I'm going to. But as soon as you got over there, I mean, everybody, the hundreds of documentaries I've watched and interviews, they realized like, Oh shit! This is not at all what I thought it was. Yeah. Now it's not about me at all anymore. Yeah. It's about everybody else but me, yeah. which I think really, really helped, mm-hmm. you know, in in some degree. But on the other degree, it also caused a lot of fear, caused a lot of separation too, because people were more frightened, more 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 worried. Yeah. But I guess that's that was, the whole adversity brings out either the yeah. best out of you or the worst out of you. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if you look at specifically World War II or that era, that generation, they made sacrifices for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Do you know when we got healthcare in Canada? National, like our when? system, 1966. Okay. It hasn't been that long no. since we've had single payer universal healthcare. Wow. So that was done in the 60s. Yeah. And it was done by the people from our grandparents' generation. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they looked around and they're like, man, this isn't good. They also did a lot of other things, like as far as like the tax rates for the highest 
are the richest people. You know, like at one point, I think during uh, FDR's reign, it was 90% for like the highest tax rate. They paid 90% taxes. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I don't care. Yeah, I, I can't stand the boomers. Makes me wonder, like, parenting has so much to do with our upbringing and our growth as a human being. And I'm just trying to understand if, like, because in some cases it seems as though there was a generation, they were better off for the way that they lived because they helped others, because they did the chores and and they supported each other but there must have been something in either a fairly large group of people or a small group of people that only grew that just felt like this isn't fair then why the hell can't I have what I want to have or something Mm -hmm. because I only know through even my own experience that every time a little human being is raised in a way of like, no, no, you don't have to do that, and 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 I'm and, and I know the intents were always gonna be great because the a parent would think, God, all I wanted was these things. So if I give my kids these things, they'll be, they'll be way better because I. But they didn't realize that the want that they had is what drove them. And that's just one degree, because now you give it to them, and then there isn't any drive anymore, potentially. Because it seems like that has done a lot of damage. Just this intent to be like, oh, man, I don't want you to ever have a day where you have to wonder if you're going to eat that day. But everybody should have days where they wonder if they're going to eat that day so that they can understand what the hell that's like and how they're... Are numerous amounts of people, you know. I mean, lately, I've, I've been reviewing myself in a very big way to think, man, I gotta change myself in a big way because I feel very selfish, you know, living and having stuff and knowing how many people, and I know it's not my fault, but just knowing how many people are terrified and and, and alone, like truly alone and and starving and. It just makes me feel like, what the hell am I doing? Why, why am I doing this? I know it could be worse, it could be better, yeah. but it's just something inside of me that I know I'm supposed to work on removing myself. And it's funny when I say that, because I've talked to people about this. They almost get defensive, which I understand. Well, what do you mean? Like... Just like, I can't enjoy anything, I can't do this, I can't do that, I never said anything like that. You can still enjoy and taste good food and feel love. It's just stop thinking that you own things. Yeah. Stop thinking that I deserve all this. Go out and get what I want. Help people, because I can definitely say the best feelings in my entire life that I've ever gotten were from giving people things. And some of the better moments were like literally in the few times that... I spontaneously bought something for myself, saw somebody that desperately needed it, and just gave it to them. Those have been some of the best feelings of myself that I've had, and they were completely absent of myself, which I would imagine some of the best moments in your life, and this is an assumption, but they were revolved around your children. 
And that required you to not give a shit about you. You were just looking at them and, and their life and yeah. their face. And there's, a, there's an element of selfishness to that, though, for sure. I suppose, yeah, yeah, yeah deep yeah. down. I don't think, uh, like, raising kids or, like, it's very gratifying. It has been very gratifying for me, but it's a selfish thing. It's... So there is a way to uh, to get rid of our selfishness, but boy, it's ground in there yeah. for centuries. Because, yeah. like you said, yeah. human beings have had, on this planet, I don't know about any other damn planet, but everybody here has had selfishness. I know it's part of, like, it's just about, like, I, I think that it's something here to overcome. I'm... I'm, and this is just where I'm getting now. Like, I'm getting to the point where, no, it's only real if I accept it. So here's the thing, though, Randy. Like, it's, it's also selfish to, to crave <clears throat> a good feeling from doing things for people. Uh-huh. That's also selfish. Uh-huh. If you're, like, you have to check your motives, mm-hmm. you know, when you're doing it. Because people get caught into this sort of... It's dopamine, man. Like it's like a savior mentality. You get a rush of, oh, I'm so good, I'm mm-hmm. being so good. So that's the only thing I say. Just be careful. No, I've, I've, I 100% agree, and I've noticed that myself, which is why I'm learning that. I mean, one of the greatest things is giving the gift and them not knowing it was you. Yeah. Because then, yeah, then why. they can't thank you, yeah. and then you have to, like. When I was li- when I was reading Carl Jung, who's uh, one yeah. of the most world-renowned psychotherapists that ever existed, I love him. Yeah. He was saying that, you know, you have to teach somebody, and this is any for any human teaching any human, teach it in a way that they believe they came to the outcome on their on their own, even though you you move the pieces around yeah. the best result is when they go oh, look i did it and you go congratulations you don't say well i taught you that because like you said now that's selfish yeah. and it's so hard for each one of us to spend time which is what meditation really is just spending time alone thinking about that kind of stuff yeah. and seeing that oh man I, I am selfish and oh if if I pull all this away there's selfishness because yeah. if I don't see it I'll never do anything to counter it yeah and you know I've told you this before if you read your Carl Young you don't need to read your Jordan Peterson yeah I haven't read Jordan in a while yeah. I just went through a phase where I watched about a hundred of his YouTube videos I knew exactly how you felt on the first <laughs> one I shared with you he made some excellent points, yeah. but yes, he talks about the same thing in about a hundred different ways. Yeah. And he's recycling so shit. Like yeah. he's trying to pretend like he came up with all this pop psychology. Right, right, he's right. Recy- he's recycling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody fine. that 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 thinks that they've just invented something, yeah. it's not true. It's yeah. okay to rekindle something and bring it back into the spotlight if it's very helpful. Yeah. But it was. Like, there's his books delivery, and stuff that would blow your mind delivery. that have existed for thousands of years. For sure. And his delivery of things is what creases me and his... That's not what I say. Yeah, that's well, the I'm biggest saying. thing is because you're a warrior, meaning <laughs> you understand sacrifice, you understand pain. Yeah. 
and he presents himself as a warrior. And when another warrior looks at a little scrawny guy that's like, I'm a warrior, they go, when you ain't, get out of here. It's like 300 when that guy wanted to join the ranks and he couldn't hold his shield up. And the guy said, sorry, dude, you just can't do it. I don't mind Jordan Peterson. I just find the... I, I tend to kind of reject whatever's popular, kind of a hipster. And then, ah. Yeah, it's good to look at everything. Yeah. I want to go back to the beginning. Yes. Something for you to think about, too, when you're talking about your reactions to things. Your physical presence, you might think you're at a four, but you look like you're at a nine. And that's probably where, for you... You might think, why is it, why would you why are you judging me for behaving this way? Because to you, you're at a four, but and it's I think it's true for everybody. When you think you're just having a mild, people and I'm kind of sensitive to other people too. Mm. Uh, people will think, oh, that guy's losing his mind, and you're like, I'm not losing my mind. I'm just oh no, wildly annoyed. In that incident, I was annoyed yeah. for sure. Because people used to tell me all the time, they're like, why oh, are you guys so serious? He's so serious because I have my dad's face. I have fucking grumpy old man. Right, face. right. And uh, I was like, why do people think I'm serious and grumpy? And well, even as a kid, my friggin' thick eyebrows. <laughs> I'd always be like, I swear they were just—I was born with the angry eyebrows. <laughs> so people would always be like, hey man. But that's that's what's your deal? Uh, comment that I get when people will say, what's wrong with Randy? Nothing. He's fine. He just looks like that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's interesting just being aware of what your resting face is, I yeah. guess, and just being aware. But then at the same time, I'm thinking, well, really, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. But if I'm trying to attract people, let's yeah. just say, then it does matter. But what I used to say to people was, well, what am I supposed to do? Walk around with a fucking clown with a smile on my face all the time, looking like an idiot? Right. Like, no, I just, this is who I am. Get to know me, you'll realize I'm not a serious asshole. I'm no, it's true. Kind of Makes me think guy. of the Western days when everybody in the picture was serious because yeah. they had to sit there for three hours. Yeah, and yeah. at one movie, they were like, oh, did you hear? Earl took a picture smiling. He's like, I know, he looks like a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah, you, you kind of do. Like, yeah. when, when, when you look at it that way, you're going, yeah, you do look a little insane. Or you become, and this is some, a guy that I hated when I worked in the bars, the salesman guy who's always yeah. like finger guns. And yeah. Hey, what's going on, pal? That's great. I do think that at least in that, whether or not it's received that way, um, at least if it's received that way for some, is knowing... Like, I know and I will strive and work on not doing this, but when it does happen, I do know that if I see somebody, like, get sad, then I know that I'm not the only one, mm. in, a, in, a, in a sense, and, and that's in no way a, re, a, a, a reason to, like, react a certain way, but I know that at least... People know that I'm not just somebody who, because a, a big thing about meditation and like, well, people get confused with meditation with yoga. They think that you're just like, you don't feel anything, you're just numb. And that's not true at all. You know, you never get away from like, oh God, I'm mad just now. I went from being mad all day to I'm, in two minutes, I'm okay. And that took years, maybe, but you'll never get rid of that little, oh, 
yeah. that that little pinch. Yeah. But I, you know, definitely need to work on, you know. Um, but boy, you know, I think the other part of it too, and maybe I'm only speaking for myself, maybe I'm speaking for others, but, you know, um, I know upbringing and bullying and things definitely had to have some form of a contribution. But when you don't get something that you need when you're young or when you grow a false assumption, and an example would be after bullying, it took me a few years because every time I would meet new people, I would automatically assume they hated me, mm. even though they didn't. Mm. So when I actually had friends, it took me a while to be like, oh, are you fucking with me right now? Yeah. Like, you're only being nice so that tomorrow you can call me a piece of shit or yeah. something in front of everybody. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm now that I'm unpacking myself, I'm seeing that way back then, this thing about me... And what I deserve was almost created. Yeah. And I can't spend all my time knowing that because, you know, finding the source of things I believe is important, but it's a means to an end. I have to find the source, see it for what it really is, allow that to change me, and then never think of it again. Mm -hmm. Because the other side to that is... I find the source and then I just sit in the source and it becomes my new reality and I'm right back into that whole pain again. So there's definitely, it's like you have to always have your wits about you, even in your own head. Mm -hmm. When you're growing, you have to always know that I'm having a great day today, but tomorrow some pain might show up and be like, eat that box or do this or, you know, you're not worth this or whatever. And I just always have to kind of be ready to confront, yeah. but not think that I have to live on edge. I yeah. suppose you don't need to be hy- yeah hyper vigilant like right. you're exhausted. Ironically, not ironically, but funny thing is, I was I was actually bullied too. Eh? Like when I was a kid, in na- neighborhood shit. But I didn't take it personally because there was because I hated those guys. Like I knew there was no like uh, tricking me. Like hey, I'm your buddy, and then. Uh, like, I fucking hated them. And mm. so the only power dynamic that I was at a loss was a physical one because it was when I was smaller and then it was like three on one sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't feel like I carried that, you know? And then in my teenage years, as I got bigger and stronger, I, I would hunt these guys down and pound the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I take that back. Take what you did to me back. And, and yeah. But I think that the power dynamic for you was an emotional one. You were bullied emotionally as well as, you know, like me getting punched in the face is not the same as me getting, you know, they call it, kids call it catfish or whatever, where they're like, hey, pretend to be your friend and then do something really shitty to you. So your bullying had very little to do with words? It was just more of a physical thing? It was words, but they didn't mean anything to me because I didn't, I didn't care what they thought. Right. The only time it used to bother me was the French girls were so pretty and and they were so mean. And I was like, well, why is that pretty girl so mean to me? You know mm, what I mean? Right. And I think that kind of may have, may have left a, a mark. I don't know. But uh, yeah, because I didn't give a fuck what these guys thought or mm-hmm. said or did. I was like, you, you're a piece of shit. And when I'm older, <laughs> and I, I remember I got the last guy I found was at this bar called Derringer's on Montreal Road. I was like 19 or 20. And his nickname was Peanut. And I got into a fight right in the patio with the guy. I was like, hey, fuckface. 
we just went right at it. Hmm. Yeah, that was the last guy. After that, I was like, okay, I'm done. It just makes me wonder through my own experience because it's something that we share, and obviously there were different levels and different receiving of it. But I, I thought, like, you know, if somebody says something hurtful or says spreads a rumor or something, if we get upset, it makes me wonder, like, is there a portion of it from that? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, see, that's the thing, though. Like, I don't, I, I can't even think of times when people, I probably don't hear everything that people say about me, but... I can't even think of a time when someone said something about me and it hurt my feelings. Hmm. It doesn't... I'm just like, it's not true, so... Beat it. You know, it doesn't affect me. Uh, if it was... I'm trying to come up with an example. I can't even... Honestly, I can't think of anything that someone could say that would hurt my feelings. So, can I give you one? Yeah. This was years ago when yeah. we were working together. Yeah. And Suddy was still on our crew. Oh, I said a name. Oh, well. Uh, and uh, I remember that we were taking off multi-strands, full-size ones. And one of them had got fucked up. I think you would try to separate something. And it wasn't like it was, like, scrap now. It was just the ID got a little bit pulled, so they had to, like, cut it out. And somebody was like, oh, fuck, what happened? And I think you were on break. And I was like, oh, yeah, Frank made a mistake. It's all good. And then Sudsy had said to you that I was going around telling everybody that you fucked up this coil. And I remember at the end of that day, you were like, you weren't talking to me. And I was like, oh, what the hell? And then, and then, uh, and then I didn't talk back. And then you were like, hey, man, don't be a fucking kid. Like, if you want to have a problem, let's talk. Okay. And, then, and then everything was okay. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't know. I do. It just makes me think, because I went through bullying too. And, and whenever somebody says something, I know there's a small part of me that goes, oh, the fuck did you just say to me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. For sure I would do that. So I do vaguely remember that day. And it wasn't, that wasn't like that you hurt my feelings. Oh. It was more like a. I suppose the context of it too was it's yeah, not like I said it to yeah. you. Maybe I, you were just driving be... by and it was someone else going, "Hey, did you hear?" Yeah. And then you were like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah. he said that about me. <laughs> like, there, you know, I knew I knew there was something there because it wasn't just like Joe Blow yeah. said, "Hey, something about it was a guy who's always yeah. relieving you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, no, I don't remember that too. But yeah, that's a good example. There's only, I think, been two examples where we've ever had any confrontation, so yeah, I remember and, them. And you feel it as confrontation, whereas I kind of just like two two buddies, like don't you don't you're not gonna agree with everyone. All no, the time. absolutely not. And I agree. So I, like when someone disagrees with me, I don't take it personally, right. but I feel it. I felt it with you before, where right. you shut down, and I'm like, oh fuck, I didn't like. I know that I hurt your feelings, or that I, right, I pushed right. too far, and then I'm like, oh, okay, because you respond to it differently than I do. Mm. So I and since the last time I did it, I try to be, I'm cautious of what what I say to you and how I talk to you because I don't want to hurt your feelings. Right. Because that's never my goal. So right, like when right. I try and tell you something or, or or if I give you some information, it's always to help. It's never to make you feel shitty. So right. if the way I'm delivering the information is making you feel shitty, then I have to go. Okay, that's that doesn't work. I have to do it a different way. Well, it definitely like. There's definitely something to be said from, like, 
if I if I like if I got in an argument and then I came to work, I'm not myself because mm-hmm. I'm like kind of pissed off. Mm-hmm. And then so there's definitely has to be situations for human beings mm-hmm. where there's some residualness from maybe the day before, mm-hmm. and then they just kind of go fuck off. And someone goes, whoa, what the heck's going on there? And it was like, I didn't mean that. Like, you know, there has to be something like that, yeah. at least in, into, sure. in, into, like, definitely, because. Yeah, everybody carries the weight of their world around with them. And also, too, when we first started working together, it was a really rough time for me personally, mm-hmm. as you remember. Mm-hmm. And I honestly wasn't myself for a few years. Mm-hmm. Like now I when I I'm walking around in the world I'm like, okay, I'm finally back to myself. I think I probably had like I don't know if they call it a nervous breakdown or whatever. <coughs> I definitely went through some shit mm-hmm. for a few years there. Actually, you know, I I'm kinda grateful, um, just as far as human connection goes, that I was around, you know, that we worked yeah. on TL two and yeah. then we then we ended up going on truck. Um, but I definitely, like, it sounds kind of weird, but, you know, I kind of, I treasure times when people can be real with one another, and it's not like I, at least for me, I don't have all these people that I would be like, hey, can I tell you something? There's very few people in my life that I would actually do that to, you know, and, and the fact that there was a few times where, where we had a couple of conversations, oh, sure. it was just nice to uh, like... Honestly, man, like you were you were a huge help for me back then, and you were probably the only person I talked to. Right. So, you know, I appreciate that a lot. And I, I mean, that's why I think we're so close is because, you know, for me anyways... The there. weirdest part when I look at everything having uh, a reason is because when I got hired there, people told me... That there was a guy that I had to meet <laughs> that I would like. Yeah. And it's just so weird that it turned out that we become friends. Mm-hmm. To the point where we're on the same crew. And I would say out of everybody at Novellus, you're probably one of the closest people I am yeah. with, if not the closest. Yeah. So for it to work out that way, yeah, really super nice. weird. Like everyone was like, hey, I got a guy, you got to meet him someday. And I, 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 at the time I thought, that doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever. And for it to work out the way it did, it was like something. I still remember something the first weird. time I walked up to you. I'm like, "Hey, man, I'm Frank. What's going on?" You were like, looking at me like, "The fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> I didn't have like, time to awkward. prepare. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I heard this guy was cool. He's kind of a weirdo." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. everything worked out though, because yeah. you were on days uh, working for that core thing. And then uh, uh, that's uh, CI continues. The whole incident had happened on that one machine I worked on, and we were shorthanded, and it was like, dude, you should come to this line. Well, no, I went and, and caught you, you did. And, you and the other guy, yeah, in the calf, and I was like, boys, that that job's open. You okay if I apply for it? And you're mm-hmm. both like, yeah, do it, because mm-hmm. another person was gonna apply for it, and I had more seniority. And then you did. And that got me off of uh, Moe's TL one. And... And it was a good, uh, it was a good time. Like that was probably the best time that I had been on that machine was when it was me, you, and and, uh, Howie. Yeah, for sure. Um, But then it all went to shit. Yeah. Because Howie went out on surgery. You would hurt your back. Yeah, I was out on like I didn't tell anybody this, but it was stress. Oh. 
Yeah. It was my well, back, but it was also like I but was. The people that needed to know that yeah. knew that? Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. That That's what's important. No, no. They, I never told. I just said it was my back. Oh. Well, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I had, like, that machine became the babysitter's club. That was terrible. And I couldn't take it. And I was just like, first position to come up, I was like, the hell with it. Because yeah. Eves was up there. And... Yeah. I remember, <laughs> I almost, I could have gotten in trouble, actually. I remember Eves one time pissed me off so much, I grabbed the tape measure and whipped it to the other end of the line. Right. Right in front of him. I was like, you, he was... That guy was not easy to work with. Well, and the terrible part was that, like, I left the line basically because of him. Yeah. And he was all, like, nice about me, right? He was like, oh, I heard Randy left. Oh, it's terrible. Like, everyone's like, yeah, because of you. <laughs> right at the end, it was just me and that one guy who we had to train every day. And yeah. We had I, we were running point three gauge. We had three strip breaks and one shift, and I was like, that's it. Yeah. I was done. Well, the one day I had to come in and I had to run it with a summer student. Yeah. And they had like, like 2.4 and they were like running underpay, which is impossible. Yeah, you can't do it. So I was messing around and then I was just like, ah, calling them. And then they were like, oh, turn it around. Like I should have done for the entire yeah. day, you know. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So things changed. But anyway, so yeah. Right, just to recap, uh, which was, this has been really good. Um, curiosity helps you in the day-to-day, uh, just being curious about life. And the reason why I ask that was simply because, you know, I know that there are days when people just don't feel like getting out of bed. And I'm not saying you can't have any days like that. I'm, I'm simply saying that when those days show up, if they're not properly addressed, they can lead to more of those days yeah. and really start affecting. So curiosity is something I agree with. Wanting to know about life uh, is important. And I, I, again, for me, I would say knowing that, I don't know, Allowing life to have an element of mystery to it has definitely helped me. Because if you think that that you know the answers to everything and that we were just monkeys and that's it, and that's that's it, I feel like you're going to have a pretty depressing life. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you're going to get older and you're going to be like, there's no way, but just monkeys. There's got to be something else. There's got to be something. So as long as we can keep a certain mystery and maybe a curiosity for that mystery as well as a curiosity of just I want to know things what am I passionate about and more importantly a curiosity for who the hell are you because this is something that I'm trying to review in my own life who I am doesn't have anything to do with what I eat with what I wear and again this is just me this is just stuff that my body does while I'm here who I am is what scares me and how can I work on that? Like, what, uh, um, like, what do I love? Mm-hmm. I what can I think there. about that? Yeah. Why aren't you walking trails anymore? What's that? Why aren't you walking trails anymore? I do. Oh, do you? Yep. You're not doing like the, the metal things? No, I haven't done the metal things. Or the metal. 
Oh, yeah, I did the Frontenac Challenge a few years ago. I haven't done the Frontenac Challenge, which I suppose I should. I've just been a little worried because when I did it the first time, I did it with somebody who was a very good at mapping. And even then, we had gotten lost a few times. So the idea of doing like a 25-kilometer hike by myself just brings me a little bit of worry because I know I could do it if I trained and I knew the maps. But I don't want to be stranded out there, so that's the only reason why I haven't. But I have been going okay, to yeah. local trails still. Okay. You haven't talked about it, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just become more of a regular thing, so that's why I don't talk about cool. it. It's just one of those things. Okay. Um, but I had read something that was saying, you know, and again, we're gonna we're not gonna delve into this, <laughs> but prayer right you know people just the idea of being like oh somebody help me somebody do something right not to any one person i had read something interesting that was saying and again this is just a theory and an idea but it was saying that most people when they pray they 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 ask for to be saved so they'll be like i can't do it help me and they were saying You'll never get an answer when you're saying, do it for me, ever, ever, ever. And this is just what I read, just as a theory. It's what they were saying. If you're going to ask for anything, you should be asking, how can I become such and such a thing? Focus your questions on, I have to do something. What is that thing? Because most people I've known, and I can't speak for everybody, why can't you just? Why can't God just have, do it? For, and and, and I, they've never gotten an answer. And I'm not saying everybody would get an answer, but it's just interesting. Just I'm just bringing it up as a as a mind thing. If I look at things like I can't, and something has to be like a knight in shining armor, guess what's never gonna show up. Yeah, for sure. But if I look at I'm doing something wrong, like. If I was at least open enough to say, I don't know when and I don't know how, but give me something to show me what I have to do, you'd probably, something would probably be more likely to happen in whatever way. And I'm not saying with 100% certainty, but it could be somebody like in a week, like, hey, you don't should try this. And oh, oh, okay. And like, you know, because you want to better yourself. So I'm, I'm trying to just. So in my like, own day-to-day you're thing. Like doing the uh, what's that book called? The Secret. No, oh, that that book. That's <laughs> that that was a a craze a while ago, and, and that's it's very difficult, prayer. you know. Like I tried for a year to try to win uh, Cash for Life. Yeah. <laughs> Never won shit. It was so hard because I was like, oh, the secret. I remember, and yeah, maybe I was doing it wrong. I still am, but I can remember that I'd go a week doing everything I could to truly believe that I was going to win. And every time I wouldn't win, it would just yeah. it just beat me down. So you know you why know? you didn't win, right? <laughs> Indulge me. I'll give you a hint. You weren't doing it wrong. <laughs> Otherwise, all these fucking people that bought the book would be winning the lottery. That's right. That's stuff. right. That's and right. On, on the news with their book. Well, the other thing, too, is... Because even when I read that book, right? Because I did. I thought so it was, uh, a family member had bought it. 
And they were like, yeah, yeah, you know, you can do this, but you have to know 100%. Next to impossible. Because even in, even in those trials within myself that I'd be like, all right, I won. No, I won. Like, I already won because they're telling me to think about it. Like, I already have it. But within that week of waiting for the Lotto Max numbers to come up, something in me would be like, you didn't fucking win. And you think that's why you didn't win? Well, no. I'm simply saying that they're saying if you do this, but you have to do this and only this, and then you try to do it, and a hundred times your brain goes, you idiot. You're not winning. So as far as their instructions go, I already fucked up a hundred times. And I could not go a week without never having one thought to tell me, no, you're not. Because you know why? I never won. So I had a million reasons to be like, you ain't going to win shit. And I'm just simply saying that you could argue that and be like. I see some hard data on manifesting. Right. Right. So anyways. Yeah. Uh, I have never prayed a day in my life. But uh, I have acknowledged when things need to be done and done them and changed the outcome. You've prayed, just not the... Prayer is not... If you want to call it praying, go ahead. But it's not praying. It's just a different word. So, <clears throat> praying started out as meditation, did it not? Mm-hmm. Uh, the modern... That's usage, really what it is. Yeah, it's not modern, this. No, the modern usage of prayer, I think they're they're all... Like like all religion, they got it all wrong. It's not about... It's not about asking a divine being for things. Nope. It's about aligning yourself with the universe, becoming one with the universe. And it's also more about knowing that all that potential that you seek is already in you. You were born with it. Yeah. It's up to you to look inside yourself and react and do the necessary things and love and do all those things. It's not anywhere else but inside you. And that's where they got it wrong, I think. Oh, yeah. They put way more of a belief on, I'm just this little nothing, and I can't do anything without this. Yeah. That should never have been. It should be, no, it's all in you. Here's some tools, go to work, which the tools are, look inside yourself. Yeah. And that's the original message of Christianity, is God is within us. Mm. God is within mm-hmm. us. What is God? That's open to interpretation. I've read many books, and even in the Bible, when Jesus is going to die, and they say, like, he says he's going to come back or whatever, right? And But he says in the book, I'm not coming back for real. I'm in here. I'm in here. Like, just to, to kind of coincide with what you were saying, mm-hmm. the kingdom is within man. It's within you, and it always was. Mm-hmm. And that's the interesting thing, you know? That there's little nuggets in there that seem to get overlooked. Well, it's been... Everybody focuses more on what all the disciples of Jesus talked about and not what Jesus himself talked about. And I thought the whole damn book was about Jesus. Just as an example, when you, like, when you look at specific things, it talks way more about, what are you talking about? It's in here. Mm -hmm. It's not... And then somebody else in the book would be like, oh, and I had to pray, and I'm, I'm nothing. And then their focus is back on that again, right? Yeah. So it's interesting. Oh, it's all about control. It's all about control. But yeah, wow. 
one hour. Yeah. What else you got? Wow, eh? yeah, it is. It's an hour and two minutes. It's amazing. What else do I have? Um, all right, I got one. Um, how do you, how do you, uh, how do you get through negativity? So when you come into work and today is one of those days that you just really don't want to be there. How do I get through it? What do you tell yourself? Anything that comes off your mind, it doesn't so have to be... In our current situation, <clears throat> the way things are going, I, I've never found it easier to go to work than I do right now because uh-huh. of the way it's so slow and we've got a lot of free time. How do I deal with negativity? I don't know. Some days I, I just feast on it. Um, I don't know. I, I find small things to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Whether it's my next break, I'm going to read a book or I'm going to watch a video. I just... Honestly, man. Baby steps. Baby steps. That's all it is. And and sadly, uh, I know you sometimes find it weird, but like I I I struggle to get through our a shift. And the only thing that gets me through it is getting up for my break. And like that's why some days I just don't want to talk. Mm. I'm I am miserable because I'm like, why am I here? Why are like? What do you mean by that? Like, what are we doing? We're trading our life for money. What are we doing with that? You know what I mean? I'm just yeah, like, materialism, is, materialism is what this is. Yeah, I'm like, this isn't what we're supposed to be doing. We, you, you know, I've, I've said this I agree, a though. million times. Too. I struggle with the same things. Yeah. So there are days when it's not negative. I guess, yeah, it's, it would be, it's not positive. But I'm just, I just want to get through the shift. Whatever There's no purpose do, in what we do. Absolutely not. It exactly. doesn't feel like, it, at least on a soulful level, no. there's no purpose. No, there's not. The only... The only the only positive thing that you and I get, I think, from the job is that we do it well. And we take pride mm. in the fact that we do it well. Yes. So we're like, oh, well, at least I don't suck at this job. Yeah. <laughs> like those other fuckers. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's... No, I agree. I agree. But uh, negativity outside of that? Well, I so I'm just trying to think, like... Like how how do we? Because I've tried to adapt. Like okay, yeah, I I'm grateful for my job. I'll never say I'm not, and I'm not saying anybody's saying that. But it doesn't fulfill me. I want like I I I, I too am. And really, well, at this point, I'm struggling with like if I didn't have all this shit, I wouldn't need the job. How do I work this out? Like that's why I've thought to myself, like, geez, if I could find some place that would be like, hey, room and board, and do this, I might go. I might be like, hey, if you feed me and make sure I have a bed, I'll do whatever you fucking say. Yeah. If it means serving other people, you know, because that would give me way more fulfillment and get me out of this selfishness. And um, so I. Before you go on, I reject the idea that your work has to fulfill you. Like I find, as you know, I get fulfillment from other things. True. Uh, I just wish I didn't hate it as much as I do. Well, that's why I bring up fulfillment because you can, like, because really we're faced with two choices here. You can either find reasons to like your job or continue to hate it and suffer. Yeah. 
Because it's not good for us hating it. No. We but, suffer. But it sucks. We, we or I at least have found a way to manage that. Like to the point where I don't mind going to work now. I suppose I I agree that you found time to manage it, and I have also used some of those same tools to like what am I gonna do when I'm on my break? Maybe I can take notes. Maybe I can think of ideas or read a book. But it's I'm still it still hasn't really fixed the the the, the main work problem because when I go back on the floor, you're just waiting for your break. Yeah. So how how the heck can I fix you know? Which is what something I ponder in my head. But like I've said to you before... I suppose the only real truth is you need to find something better. Yes. Because other than that, you're just saying, hey, I like prison, and I'm going to fucking stay here forever. Exactly. So like you just said, and like I've said to you before, the only thing that's keeping you there is materialism. It's yes. all this stuff. Yes. You don't have the same obligations that I do in life. That's what's keeping me there. Could I go out and find a different job that makes the same amount of money or more uh, probably when I'm 50 I'm tired I don't want to learn anything new I just right. want to get out of there I don't want to make it to the, this line that I've created for myself work on the business it's not true that you never want to learn you just don't Ooh. want to learn you just don't want to potentially learn some other useless thing yeah, exactly. that isn't going to benefit you because exactly. to say you're not going to learn means that yeah, you're no, just going to I mean, yeah. you're still going to learn forever some other bullshit. bullshit yeah like hey you went from driving a forklift to now you have to know everything about carpets yeah, useless anything, right yeah. absolutely yeah. i agree so, so i'm not done learning i'm just done learning for the benefit of some rich dude in india we're just done like you said wasting our like we've only got so much time here yeah and the other side to it which i'll go deep because that's who i am there's a whole other realm of things that most people don't even consider, and that's that you've accumulated karma, for, for, for one, which some people listening will know what I'm talking about. There's another one that says that it that maybe it took you so long to even be worthy of being in this, and you're driving a forklift? Like, there's so many things that many cultures look at that would scream, get the hell out of there. Because it's not giving you fulfillment, you're being selfish, you're not kind of serving yourself. Because, yeah, like you said, we all do have a certain degree of selfishness. Because even if we give some to, we don't give it all, we save some for us. So that's still selfishness, you know. So something that's been said to me my whole life is, what are you doing doing this? You should, you're, you're too, too this or too mm-hmm. that. You should be doing something else. And simultaneously they'll say, well, you're really awesome at this. Mm. So I'm like, what are you saying? I'm too good to, to be really good at this job. Like I'm good at this, so therefore I should do something. Like especially when I was working on the bars, like people would be like, what are you doing working here, man? Like. Like, what, do you have to be stupid to work in a bar? Like, it's like they appreciate where you've taken the job you yeah. were currently in, but something in them sees that you have a numerable amount of potential yeah. that's not being met yeah. at the current job. So it's like, well, I'm not bad. saying you're doing it shitty, but I'm saying you're better, you would be better doing something else. Yeah. But again, in that whole realm, nobody knows you but you. Yeah, and they're, what they're saying is, you're so good at this job, you should be doing a different job. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And and something that I've never had 
uh, is the more, more, more. Like, I don't have that. Like, I need to do more. I need to have more. Like, I'm, I'm like the most content dude in the world. Uh, women generally will mess that up because they're like, hey, let's get some more shit. Whereas most men, I mean, unless you have like a hobby that involves in collecting shit. Oh, yeah. There's, a, there's a good amount of men that yeah. are soaked into materialism. Yeah. And a lot of them are wealthy. Yeah, I don't have that. Like, I, uh, working in the bars for 15, 16 years, uh, I never wanted to be a manager. I was like, why would I want to do that? Like, it's just more headache. It's just, mm-hmm. like, I don't, I know that there's no prestige there. Like, people, people pushing me to want to do it. I was like, eventually I just did it because whatever. But I didn't have that desire. I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that. But here's the thing. I started off in a kitchen, then I was a busboy, and then I became a waiter, and then I was head waiter. Just, just by the virtue of working hard, I became head waiter. I became a bartender. Uh, went and opened another bar, became the head bartender. You know, just by virtue of working hard, I was like, well, you're, you're going to yeah. do this job. Yep. Yeah. I was like, whatever. Like, I never, never, like, pursued it. It just kind of... That's uh, so interesting, because when I worked in a, in a hardware store, I didn't do the manager thing for the same reason as you did, because why would I want to do that? Yeah. But yet, I ended up working almost every department... I became team lead in, in the garden center. Like, I I climbed, but I... So it makes me wonder that, like, when we're looking at ourselves, when you didn't take that manager job, I'm just trying to think, when I think about myself, too, like... They say that the greatest version of ourselves are behind the things that scare us the most. And I don't think necessarily the management was a fear thing, but it makes me wonder sometimes when I'm just being curious about myself, if some of the things that I didn't take, regardless of what I told myself, why I wasn't going to pursue it, I wondered if there was any kind of a fear there because I didn't want to fail. Oh, for sure. And what if I took it and I went... God knows where I would have went, kind of a thing. So sometimes I wonder if, like, even the the the, the current situation is it is it for me is it is it more that I don't want to take a different thing because I just it's all the same to me, or is it because I don't want there's a fear in me mm-hmm. that if I leave this I might fail. Mm-hmm. You know, and and is that what's holding me back? Because sometimes I try to just look at that. Because if it is, then I gotta work on letting go of fear, mm. and then just kind of pursuing more. Mm. You know, it makes me just my head's always I'm surprised I don't have more headaches because my head's just I'm always just trying to understand. Yeah. Like what the hell? Always trying to find the source. It's a little bit of fear. It's a little bit of uh, the unknown. Plus, like. When you're in there, like look at overtime situations, and you're in your second shift or third shift or whatever, and they're like, "Hey, do you want to work another one of these?" You're like, "Fuck no." Yeah. Absolutely not. The beautiful part is it's not mandatory. Yeah, I know. But like, say you're at home and they call you and say, "Hey, do you want to work this day here?" And you're like, "Yeah, I'll do that." Like when we get called to do training. And stuff, right, right, like, yeah, right. Yeah. And then the day shows up and you're like, "Oh, fuck." Well, shit. the only, the only ones that are really good are the uh, research. I'll take four hours. Yeah, but is is we're willing to do it when we're in a good place but when you're there the thought of spending another two hours there you're like no it's true absolutely not it's true Um, i don't know where i was going with this but
Anyways, yeah. Well, helping what state of mind you're in definitely helps you make your decision. Yeah. Oh, I know what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, when you talk about fear or uh, your decision-making process, when it's generally when it's done there while you're there, it's it's a different decision. Your your mind is in a different place. We talk specifically, like we'll say, your situation where you're looking at changing departments or changing your job specs or whatever while you're there no if you're sitting at Tizzy's house talking about it yeah right okay what yeah. I mean because you're mentally you're in a different place so there's 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 other things here's a here's a question um, I had a week off I come back for two shifts had another week off, which was very nice. But at the end of it, I'm not feeling necessarily all rejuvenated and ready to tackle work. In fact, I want to do it even less. But how the hell do I change that? Like, what would be so? Like, so I'm trying to. How do I be busy every day and love it? You're not. You don't have to love it. I I reject. I reject that. That you have to love it. Here's what I will say, and I'll, this will be my final point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've told you this before. You need something to work towards. Now, if your money, which is your time and your labor, is what you get in exchange for money, is what you get in exchange for that, is being put towards something that you value or you want, it's a lot easier. Specifically, like when you look at overtime, whenever I do an overtime shift, it's generally because I need or want something. And I'm like, okay, I can use that extra money. What my advice to you has always been is you need to, whether it be travel or it be a course, whatever, start putting your money towards something. Put it in a way towards something. Mm-hmm. And every time you go there and you exchange your time and labor for that money, you're exchanging it for something that you want. I have been saving. I just haven't had a purpose for it. Yeah, so find one. That's, what I'm, that's kind of what I'm saying. Hmm. For me, right now, I'm working towards retirement. I'm working to pay down my mortgage so that I can get to a point where I'm comfortable with retiring. Well, see, I don't like that, Frank, because that just means that I'll never see you. No, I, mean, I want you to do it. Right. I'm just saying that. Yeah. That means, oh, Frank, bye bye. <laughs> That's something I'm going to have to uh, accept, yeah. but... Yeah, and it'll be here before you know it, hopefully. Oh, God. But uh, the thing, too, is like when I, that makes it difficult for me is, is that with the way the real estate market is right now, I know that I'm sitting on an awful lot of money mm. in my house. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, that's an awful lot of fucking freedom I'm sitting on right there. What if something happens to the, to the housing market, you know, blah, 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 blah. But I'm like, right now, I can... I don't have to do this anymore. Right. But I have these people that I'm responsible for. Did you ever move? I could, but like, if you retired. So if I sold my house, I'd have to buy. I'd have to live somewhere, right? Right now, I don't want to live in an apartment with four people and, and a dog. Well, I'm just thinking, you know, why? Why is Saint Kingston? You don't have to forever. My wife's mom's here. Okay. That's why we're here. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm fine with Kingston. But 
Like I look at it and I go like what uh, one of our coworkers did where he sold his house while the market was hot, bought a trailer, and is just gonna just basically coast into retirement now because he's got all this money. Yeah. So, yeah, anyways, that's something that eats away. I mean, but it is what it is. I'm just hoping that the business will pick up once COVID's right, now, right, and, right, and that'll be my avenue to to quit. Hmm. That's what I'm hoping for. Other than that, I just keep buying lottery tickets. Yes. Well, I need to for my own for for my journey. I just need to continue to shed. The old bullshit of myself, the destructive habits and things, and uh, really hone myself and align myself with something that's much more suited to my strengths, because what I have right now isn't. I wanted it, I got it, I've had it, I'm grateful for it, but it's not me, it's not my passion. Yeah. And uh, if that means and making significantly less, but still being comfortable, I'm I'm not against that. Yeah. I'm trying to walk away. Like I, I almost feel like, and I'm not rich by any means, but I feel like this feels luxurious to me. Yeah. So it's almost like, all right, I've done it. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know? Like I almost. I almost see how infectious and addicting this materialism is because we're all stuck in it. Mm-hmm. Whether we have it all or we just spend every day dreaming and wishing we had it, it's like I've had it and I don't want to do with it no more. Yeah. Like I want to get to the point where like, here, have it. Because I, you know, as long as I eat and yeah. can talk and help and feel love, yeah. I mean, what, what, what more do I really need? I'm just trying to, day by day, baby steps. Yeah get myself to shedding the fear and being more open to make those bigger decisions and not having so much fear behind it because I don't want to, I don't want to live my life trapped, yeah. you know, by, by my own fear of decisions. Yeah. That's a big step, man. It That's is. a really big step. But I wish you luck. And if, if that step takes you somewhere where I don't see you for a while, so be it. Yeah. Well, same, 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 same goes for you. Like I always want the best for you, Frank. If there's any part of me that says anything, it's just my ego. <laughs> that doesn't want to... That doesn't... Yeah, yeah. Selfishness, right? But but no, Frank, what about me? Yeah. All right, man. Thank All you right. so much for the talk. Thank you. This has been awesome, and hopefully your listeners will enjoy an 81-minute conversation. <laughs> uh, pause it, take some bathroom breaks, but uh, hope you enjoy. Thanks. Thanks, and be well. Thanks, brother.